Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Willie Jolly coming to you one more time. And yes, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. I didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But our eternities are all wrapped up in it. And yes... That is God's Minute, and it was written by Dr. Benjamin Mays, and many of you know I start my speeches, my interviews, and I am excited about the fact that we give God glory at the beginning of every show. We give him praise, we give him honor, we bless his name and thank him. Not just the fact that this show is now the number one self-help show in America. I'm grateful for that. Not because of my books and, and so forth are bestsellers, and I'm speaking all over the world. Now, that's great. I appreciate that. But most importantly, I am grateful for life. Uh, God's gift to us is life. Our gift to God is what we do with it. And I say do something magnificent with your life so that when your time comes to die, even the undertaker will be sorry to see you go. So we are excited about God's gift to today. And you've got another one. Now, today is going to be one of these shows that you're going to tell Lottie, Dottie, and everybody about. In fact, I encourage you to tell people to tune in and go to the podcast. Get every which way they can because this is going to be a life changer. I have had the opportunity to develop a friendship over the years with a gentleman you all know his name, and he is a New York Times best-selling author. He has over 40 books. He is a CEO of not only an, a corporate entity, but also the past of one of the biggest churches in the world. He is watched daily uh, on television, on radio. Or he listens on radio. He's seen on internet. He's seen uh, uh, every week his, his services reach millions and millions of people. He's in a Grammy award-winning music producer. He has produced movies, Heaven is for Real, Miracles from Heaven, and Jumping the Broom. He's a master communicator, one of the greatest preachers, communicators on the planet today. And I'm grateful that he's my friend, the one and only Bishop T.D. Jakes. Bishop, how are you? I'm wonderful. So good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Man, it's a joy and a privilege to have you on and to have you as a friend. And let me tell you, this, this uh, new book is so profound. But I gave people the, the short and 
brief thumbnail sketch of who you are and where you have risen, but you didn't start there. Tell people a little bit about your story, because I believe it's important for context that they didn't know you just popped up one day as a best-selling author, as a, a pastor of a big, huge mega church, a, a movie producer, a, a music producer, an entrepreneur expert, extraordinary. Where did this guy start? Well, I grew up in the hills of West Virginia. I was born in 1957. I grew up in the 60s uh, with a father who was struggling to make ends meet and finally started a business with the mop in the bucket and ended up with 52 employees. Uh, my mother was a school teacher uh, that didn't go to school until I got old enough to go. We had three kids. I was a baby of the family. And so she raised us till we got school age, and then she started teaching school again and also served as an equal employment opportunities representative for the state of West Virginia. Uh, fluctuating economy, struggling times, uh, watched my parents build from there uh, to some modicum of middle-class success, and from which they launched three children into life and into the world, and we emerged to fight our own battles. I have been uh, everything that you can imagine, not homeless, but almost, uh, was my daughter that's preaching now was born on WIC. I was so impressed because there were so many things I did not know. I knew you had had such a uh, wonderful experience of building a business, and I gave it a wonderful experience because it's what made you who you are. Right. You know, it's that, it's that uh, digging that you did. You gave a quote one time. And I wrote it down, and I, and I was sharing it with my pastor just this week, uh, Pastor John Jenkins, who we both love. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, Bishop Jake said some pastor that I want to remind people of. He said, people think I came out of West Virginia and all of a sudden just exploded. He said, but I was digging, scratching, clawing the whole way. And I've always scratched and clawed. I've got dirt under my fingernails. And when I come to die, look up under my fingernails. You'll st still see some dirt there. Am I right about it? Absolutely. Come right. on, somebody. Absolutely right. <laughs> and that's the that's the energy. So here's what I learned in the book. We have a lot in common. One is my both of our parents' moms were two school teachers, wow. and uh, we you know and they were entrepreneurs on the side. My mama right. she sold World Book Encyclopedia, Shackley Vitamins. She sold every if it could be sold in network marketing, she sold it. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, and then both of our parents, our dads died when we were. The teens. Uh, my dad died when I was 12, and my mom had to put both my brother and I through uh, college, and uh, and she did it through that entrepreneur, renting out rooms, so forth. And your mom read your book. Your mom started buying properties and renting yeah. them out. Uh, tell a little bit about that, because that's well, so profound. You know, uh, 
I, I can't even find the words to express the impact that my mother made on my life. But when she was buying those properties, I was with her. I was in the car, and I talk about it in the book how I watched her negotiate and close deals and buy property and so forth and so on. Uh, what I'm not sure that I covered in the book is that toward the end of her life, my mother had Alzheimer's. Mm. So my mother was collecting rent. Right up to when she died, she was collecting rent when she didn't remember she owned property. Wow. So what she taught me in her living and her vision for herself as a young woman, as a young black woman uh, with a school teacher salary to be out there and to subsidize that income through real estate, left an impression upon me. And to watch her get it and, and not be at the mercy of a board as to what she was worth or what she was to be paid, your, your worth is determined by your tenacity. That's right. And, and if you go after it, don't let anybody set your salary according to their budget. You, they make it, they can decide what they're going to pay you, but they can't decide how much you're going to make. And my mother subsidized what she was making by having multiple streams of income back in the 60s. It was an amazing story to watch. And when she got toward the end of her life, I moved her into my house. I took care of her until she died. Amen. And I was collecting rent. I was telling her mother, we referred to her as 6012 paid, 615 paid. And, <laughs> and she, she, she didn't even know what I was talking about anymore, but it was still there. It yes. was still there. And so that kind of growing up in that environment has something to do with my entrepreneurial side. Yep. And uh, understanding that faith is important, too, because whether you're a religious person or not, if you're going to build a business, you're going to need some faith. You certainly are. <laughs> you certainly are. You certainly are. And it's going to take it's going to take a faith that will sustain you because this is a risk uh, uh, a business. You know, yes. it's a risk. And you speak about that in the book uh, and you talk about risk and the fact that as entrepreneurs, it's, it's built on a risk mindset, a risk risk philosophy and that's what you have been able to do i want to go a little deeper into your background because uh you mentioned that uh at one point when you were a young husband you got little children you got you got uh, fired from your job they took your car uh you 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 got a wife and and these babies you got to take a job with the utility company i believe you told me one time and it was tough it was hard and then you were going around in a in a in a car that you said was just, you know, make it in by, by duct tape, speaking and preaching at nights, the little, little, little revivals. What kept you going then? What was it that, what was the vision or what was the motivation that kept you going in those tough moments? Well, let me correct a couple of things. First, okay. First, I didn't get fired. Uh, I was a part of the downsizing ah. of America when the, the industrial age passed away. I worked for Union Carbide. The, com the company I worked for closed down. They shut down. They shut down. Ah. And not only me, but hundreds and hundreds of West Virginians were left in unemployment lines till we ran out of unemployment. And then we just began to squalor in, in, in decadence and a repossession of cars and losing everything. Okay. And uh, and and I had a church. I was preaching. I was pastoring, and and I got three hundred dollars a month and a ten dollar meal allowance for me and my wife. A whole three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, a month. A month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a month. And was glad to get it. I might have. <laughs> was, was really glad to get it. Grateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister used to stop every two weeks by my house and split groceries with me to keep me and and the family going. That's, wow. that's where we were at. Okay. Wow. 
what kept me going was my faith in God, and and what kept me going was my father's work ethic. My father, my father had a work ethic like nobody you've ever seen in your life. Yes, and uh, and so consequently, I inherited that work ethic. I, I did everything imaginable to survive. I got lawnmowers and started a lawn cutting service just to buy diapers for my boys. I dug ditches and put in gas lines uh, with my brother who worked for the gas company so that I could make $100 to go buy groceries so we could eat. Wow. So I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And uh, and things have not, uh, life for me has not been on crystal stairs. You know, there's yes. been ups and downs and so forth and so on. That's, that's been my narrative. And I have a passion for the underdog because I have been the underdog. I, I, I have this incurable need to say you can make it because that voice went off in my head every day. I woke up in the morning and got up to fight again uh, for my children. Yes. For my children, for my children, I prayed every night, uh, Lord, let me get up out of this so my children can see a better side of life than what they have right now. Wow. And I just, I just wanted them before they got grown to know that this was not all there was to life. And uh, as I hauled water from my mother's house because our water was all for, as I went up the street to use the phone because my phone was disconnected, my prayer was to let me show my children that there was a better side to life and that being born in their color was not a curse and and that success can look right in our culture and and those sorts of things that really challenge who we are and how, and how we see ourselves as human beings are very, very important. It's not about being rich and glamorous and, and cruising on yachts. It's about sustainability. It's about sending your kids to a college. It's about sending them to a school where they don't get shot. Yep. Yeah. Man, th- you know, and that's what the book does so wonderfully. A couple of things I want to... Uh, point out, uh, I've gotten fired, so I, I thought everybody. You just, you just. <laughs> <laughs> I have been fired that time. <laughs> All right, well, that firing from my my music business and my singing career, which was the impetus for me starting a speaking business. The other thing that I thought was profound was your parents seated in you entrepreneurism my dad was a, a entrepreneur he'd get up every morning put on a white fresh starched white shirt and take my brother and I to school my mom was a school teacher she had already left he'd take us around the corner to school and hear the other kids say hello Bobby hello Susie now y'all go to school to get you a good education a good job so so uh, you can have a really good job and then he'd say to us okay boys remember what you're supposed to do go to school yes sir get a what great education so you can do what create some good jobs And he poured that into us. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Folks, this is a time you want to call Lottie Dottie and everybody. Tell them to turn on this radio show because it's going to change your life. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of 
interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. It's your choice. It's about your attitude. See, my friend Keith Harrell wrote a book called Attitude is Everything. And he wasn't lying. Attitude truly is everything. It's about how you view things, how you perceive things, and how you go after things. Can you control the time? No. Can you control the weather? No. Can you control what other people say or do? No, no, no. You can only control you and your attitude. And your attitude to life determines your altitude in life. It's about your attitude. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. My special guest is the one and only, the incomparable Bishop T.D. Jakes. Let me tell you, for those, I don't know anybody who would not know of him. He is a number one New York Times bestselling author, more than 40, not one, not two, 40 books. Uh, he is the CEO of TDJ Enterprises. He is the founder of the 30,000 member Potter's House Church in Dallas, Texas, where I have been not only to speak, but to worship and to just, you talk about a wonderful experience to just worship in there. He has his own television ministry, the Potter's House, watched by over 3.3 million viewers every week, and then 22 million I read somewhere online who watch your service. Lord have mercy. He, he's produced Grammy Award winning music and film. He decided, I'm going to do a film. You said something one time that I love, uh, Bishop Jakes, because it, it spoke to my spirit. I, I speak for a living, and then I write books, and then I do this serious XM show. I do a daily radio show. I've got some TV features. I've done PBS. I've got a music production company. We're starting to do some television production, and uh, and then we've got some real estate holdings and so forth. And you said something. He said, when God gives you some gifts, he doesn't say, this is your gift, period. He said, this is your gift, comma. Oh, here's another gift, comma. But many people put a period where God meant a comma. Am I right? Talk about that just for a minute. Well, you're absolutely right. People define you and they categorize you. And if you believe what they say, you will believe the period. But in reality, it's just a comma. Uh, to say that you're a motivational speaker and they put a period there, uh, you, you turned it, you hooked it and put a comma and said, and an author, and a businessman, and a real estate. You know, that, that if you have the, the capacity, yes. that's what it's about. 
everybody doesn't have the same capacity, but if you have the capacity to take on more than one thing, don't allow people's perception to become your own prison. Yes. You, 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 you grow to the extent of your capacity and your organizational infrastructure. So one thing you need capacity as a person to think and, um, and chew gum at the same time to walk and chew gum and not be a person that can only function in one capacity. And two, you need to build an infrastructure that will support the diverse streams of income that you build. And I talk about that in the book as well. Building the right team, building the right structure, building the right strategy is what causes people to soar. And so when you start talking about the right brothers and you start talking about soaring and you start talking about building something that gets a life that's on the ground to become airborne, you do it because you built something that was a catalyst to cause you to defy the law of gravity. And all of us have a gravitational pull that wants to pull us back down to something that we're trying to escape. But the law of aerodynamics is greater than the law of gravity. And as long as you've got thrust, you can have liftoff. That's, and that's perfect. I want to talk more about that whole concept about SOAR. Because, folks, this book, I want everybody who is either a business person now who has a business or who is hoping to start a business or like both of our moms were who had job but realized they needed more income so they did other side jobs they did side has hustles as i liked my mom i was a side hustler everybody every kid who came within five foot of me coming to play she said you got world book baby you got world book you know so everybody needs this book it's called s-o-a-r where can they get it bishop Anywhere books are sold. I mean, my books are not hard to find. Anywhere uh, Barnes and Nobles or uh, anywhere you normally go to buy your books, books a million. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Walmart. Anywhere books are sold, they'll be glad to accommodate you. If they're out of it, they'll special order it for you. Uh, the book has been on the times list for 16 weeks. And to have a preacher that wrote a book that hit the business bestsellers list is historical. I don't know that it's ever been done before. It's and, incredible. That's what it is. It's yeah, incredible. I was just blown away. Incredible. Blown away and, and they also do have e-books. You can download it. So anywhere you want it, they have audio books. You can listen to it in the car. So we tried to make it user-friendly because I know people have a lot of ways in which they like to consume information. But the book is called Soar, and it is really designed to get you off the ground and into the air of your dreams. And it is a entrepreneur's um, work book, uh, and more than a just a book, because he tells you how to in a and you so you know you're so. You're so brilliant in how you are able. That's your gift, though. You know, this is a gift, how you are able to use uh, words to paint pictures and you think in pictures because you talk about the whole flying process from uh, preparing your flight, turning on the engines, getting it prepared, dotting down the runway, taking off, making sure your flight crew is in, 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 in place, and then the flight itself. What do you do when you have some turbulence? What do you do when you have some, some challenges? But the most, one of the most important parts of this book that I was, I was moved by, and I was writing in the, in the margins and telling my son, look at this, you got to read this, is how to fly this, how to land this plane, I mean, because yeah. that is something most entrepreneurs <laughs> never ever talk about ever yes uh, it's very important because uh the only person who learns to fly without learning how to land is a terrorist 
Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you need a strategy of how do you want this? Are you going to pass it on to your children? Are you? Did you build a business to sell it? Um, you'd be amazed at the pastors who who have no exit strategy, and then they stay in the seat until everything you built begins to dwindle and die. Right. You you need to plan your ending from the beginning and end on your own terms. And that's a conversation that people are not not talking about right now. You know, what do you what does retirement look like? What does how would you like to finish up? And what are you setting in place now for then? I'm not saying you're getting ready to croak or fall over or anything like that, but I am saying that strategy and structure is important. Success is always intentional. It is never accidental. You don't just luck up and win the Olympics. You don't just luck up and become a Tiger Woods. You don't just luck up and become a Magic Johnson or Oprah Winfrey. It's always on purpose. And whatever you define as success, it might be moving back into the country, back in Alabama somewhere and having a farm. Whatever that goal is, if you don't work at it, it's not going to come to pass. Absolutely. There's a quote in here. I'm going to go through, and you can expound on some of these. It says, none of us get to choose the giants we must fight. And any obstacle were in place before you even got here. It's going to be some turbulence in your fight, in your flight. Now, talk about the turbulence of growing a business, because many people say, well, I got a business plan. I, 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 got, I got some funding, maybe. Uh, it should be easy. <laughs> you know what? You know what? One of the toughest things about business is it's generally feast and famine. Mm, that's <laughs> <it's>, the truth. <laughs> you know, that's when it's truth. good, it's real good, and when it's bad, it's real bad. And you you have to have a budget that does not uh, succumb to the the downward pull or does not escalate because it's a moment of of of, of success. You have to have a budget that is sustainable. In order to do that, when you have good times, you have to put back some bad times, expect them, plan on them, include them in the philosophy, never let bad times catch you by surprise. So you know they're going to have, you're go, they're going to be some lean years. You know there's going to be some lean months. There's going to be a pattern that it takes time for you to get used to. You're selling fur coats. They're not going to sell well in June. <laughs> you know, right, you, right. You know, you're, you're selling ice. You can't sell it in Alaska. There's some things that you learn as you go along that are trends that are beyond your control. They are the trends and the winds of the public. And in order to prepare so that you have sustainability while they have trends, you have to uh, put some uh, resources back and do that with that in mind. A lot of people do not do that and consequently they do not uh, last well. They do not survive the vicissitudes of, of the business. The markets, bigger companies come along. It's hard to get distribution depending on what kinds of business you're in. The conglomerates are blocking out small businesses. So whether you're talking about black hair care products and things like that, the reason we don't see them on the shelves like we would like to is that the major companies are blocking them out of distribution. You can produce the product, but can you distribute it? And finding out what are the obstacles, what are the giants that possess my land, and what are the rocks I need to bring that giant down? Because every every land will have its giant, and every giant will have its rock. There is a rock that will bring that giant down, and you just have to have it in your bag and know that that's a part of doing business. It's the part of doing business, and it's so profound. And what I also love throughout the book is that you're a theologian extraordinary. 
extraordinaire. And so you use the theology, not just the theology of passivity, but a, a theology of activism. Get busy. He, you talk about uh, use what's in your hand. You know, we look at the, the, that scripture, but Moses was told by God, use what's in your hand. But I can't I can't do use what I don't have use what's in your hand. And many of you have gifts and skills and abilities that could be monetized. The other thing you say, you must feel the fear and, and do what needs to be done anyway. Oh, that's powerful. That's, uh, many people say, well, I'm afraid, and uh, they stop. What, what are you, what are you? I used to fear for fuel. I used to fear for fuel. Mm. I, like, I like the fact that I have fear. I think it makes me cautious. It makes me study harder. It makes me check all the boxes. It makes me investigate. It makes me bring my best game. To be overly confident is the enemy of great success, because when you're overly confident, you fail to prepare adequately. I don't think that fear is a bad thing. It only becomes bad when fear is driving the vehicle. Mm. I don't mind it being a passenger. I just don't want it to drive my decisions and drive my choices. And I didn't come because I was afraid. I didn't go because I wasn't afraid. I didn't buy it because I was afraid. I didn't get the loan because I was afraid. That's letting fear drive you. But when you have fear in the car, you say, I checked the extra information because I was afraid. I still went after it, but I did some research on it. I still went after the project, but I kind of insured myself. I, I went after the project, but I worked extra hours because I was afraid I wouldn't make it. Fear on board is great. Fear behind the wheel is lethal. And so you have to feel the fear and do it anyway and not allow the fear to provoke a paralysis of the promise that is uh, given to you as an individual. You know, I, one of the things I love about you is you are able to have uh, such an incredible uh, way of sharing a a concept that I love that. Don't let fear drive. You can let them in the car. You can make them food fuel, but don't let them drive. If you drive, let fear drive, fear is going to take you places that you don't want to go. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this because we got Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's going to tell you how to soar. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with my special guest, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And in this book, Soar, it is a... Workbook. It's a uh, prelude to any kind of entrepreneurial success you might want. And if you're in business, you need to get copies for everybody in your team to understand how they can help the business grow. Because everybody who starts to think like they are not just a worker, but part of the success of the organization will think differently, act differently, and perform differently. Am I right, Bishop? You're absolutely right. I talk about how important it is to motivate staff 
to allow them to feel like that they're part of the vision, part of the dream. There's a reason that several corporations have made it required reading for everybody on staff. Several churches have done the same. It's very, very important that your vision doesn't stay in your executive office or stay with you. You want the vision to be inclusive. You want it to be broad. And you want to be able to show the people with you how their vision fits into yours. Because if people can see where their vision fits into yours, they will walk with you. They only leave you when your vision has no capacity to contain their own. And so that's important uh, for those of us that are in leadership, in business, uh, in the hiring positions. And, and the other thing that I think that I bring out in the book that is quite important is knowing when you are more valuable for your thought life than your work life. Mm, that's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, some people are so busy doing what they used to do that they're not doing what they ought to do. That's right. That's Don't allow right. your ego to keep you on, a, on, a, on the level of a job that you can hire somebody to do what you used to do so that you would be free to be at the meetings, to meet the, the, the financiers, to, to pitch the deals, to go further. Some of us are so busy doing the work. You're, you're in there making the cakes so much so that you don't have time to market the cakes. The cakes are going bad. They're not selling because you're so busy making them. You can't market them. You can't manage the staff. They're robbing the cash register. Things are going wrong and you back are just whistling and making cakes. <laughs> oh, look, look at this one. You know, <laughs> That's the problems we're having in business right now. And then the, the networking. Yes. If you're going to be a cake maker, you need to be friends with the restaurant. You know, so we need a restauranteur that's going to use you as a supplier so they can advertise homemade cakes, even though you're making them out of your kitchen. You can supply cakes to the diner, to the restaurant. To, let's let's get creative. Let's get creative. How do we market it? Can we do it online? Can we do it for Christmas? Can we do orders for the holidays? How can we mass distribute? You know, there's so many ways now because of social media, you don't have to spend a ton of money at marketing in order to be relevant to get your business out there and people are shopping online to the point that major businesses who bought a lot of real estate are now collapsing that's right that's right exactly right uh, uh here go back again to that folks i want you if you've got a business go get copies not just for yourself and your family members i recommend you do that first is get some for yourself and your family members then get some for your employees there's a point, a point on 119 it says if you're released out into the world, anything tied to and associated with or reflecting your business must reflect the attitude of excellence you want to maintain. Many of you know I have the book Attitude of Excellence that uh, has been out for a couple of years. We've got a revised version coming out. John Maxwell was my guest recently and encouraged me to... Uh, write, rewrite it, update it, because where I was then is not where I am now. I'm, I've had to learn. I've had to grow. I've had to struggle. And the attitude of excellence mindset, so it's coming out in a few months. But that whole concept that you want everybody on your team to have that attitude of excellence because they reflect you. And I love that you put that in their book, the, the book. And then one more thing you said about the e-commerce. I got a whole note in here about brick and click and, uh, and the fact that uh, you've got to maybe have a brick uh, business, but also a click strategy. Absolutely. I mean, you got to have one. Listen, uh, the, 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 the important thing to understand is that the marketplace has moved into cyberspace. Mm. Now, it used to be it was the mall, and everybody went to the mall. Before it was the mall, it was the department store. Before it was the department store, it was the hardware store. Now it's cyberspace. 
So even though you might have bricks and sticks, you also need to have cyber e-commerce to accessorize it. Everybody needs to have it. There are people, even, let's talk about ministry for a minute. Yes. There, there are people who watch me every Sunday. They stream on every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to watch the Potter's House. They are considered e-members. They love our church. They sow into our church. They support our church. And they have never been to our church. Wow. They choose to access the ministry in a way that is most comfortable to them. At first, I didn't like it. I fussed about it. I wanted them to come. Da, 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 da. And then I recognized that you can't control how people access what you provide. So so it's very important. I'm the kind of person that likes to be in the building. I want to feel the atmosphere. I want to hear Sister Sadie over in the corner say, preach it. You know, yes. I want to hear all of that. I want to feel the dynamics in the room. But every you cannot build a business thinking that your customer is you. There are people who don't like that. They don't want the traffic. They don't want to stand in line. They don't want to go through the crowd. They don't want to interact with people. They just want to get the message to get out of there. So whatever your business is, whether you're movies, films, television, real estate, what have you, every customer is not like you. So a presence in cyberspace as well as bricks and sticks where you have a physical location just helps you to have a broader net to reach a broader base of people and to serve them with your goods and services. Uh, John Maxwell, my dear friend and your dear friend, uh, was yeah. on uh, just recently, and we did an event together, and, and he talked about uh, leadership. And you talk about one of his uh, programs about growing your leadership and your organization, growing yourself. Uh, let me ask you that. Take a moment to entrepreneurs. How important is it for them to grow themselves? You, you've just been an example of that. Talk about personal development, personal growth. What, what grew you? It's priceless. That's why I think you can't, that's why I'm against being too busy. To get out of your circle is priceless. To find out what the rest of the world is doing. To go to some things that where you are interacting with other people outside of your norm keeps you interesting, keeps you innovative, keeps you fresh, keeps your mind going, can help to slow down Alzheimer's. I mean, this just to be in new elements. It's, it's very, 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 very important to get out there and to do personal development, your character development, your creative development, uh, all of that is affected as you begin to move through different idioms of thought and you're exposed to people who did things different ways. After a while, uh, your creativity exhaust, becomes exhausted. Yes. Yes. And it's not that you don't want to go forward. It's not that you don't have passion, but you just run out of great ideas. And so when people run out of great ideas, they refurbish old ones. Mm, okay. There you go. <laughs> That's what they do. They just put a new hat on the old lady yeah. and send her back out, of, out there again. Yes. What you need in order to get new creative impulses. You have to have new places of inspiration. You need to travel. You need to see things. You need to be involved. Take on a project. Go into prisons and work. Work with cancer patients. I don't care if it's one hour out of the week. It gives you something fresh to think about. People to meet that you would normally wouldn't meet out of your circle. You can exhaust your circle. You can oversaturate your market. You can reach too deeply into that one market, but the whole world is available to you. There's 8 billion people on the planet and just because the people in your zip code doesn't like you doesn't mean the whole world doesn't like you the whole world is available to you so so explore
I was on a, a conference call just recently, and they they saying something to the effect that the, uh, the American economy is less than ten percent, about eight percent, eight to five to eight percent of the world economy, right. and people are buying stuff all over the world. And so we've got to think globally and start to think outside the box, which you talk about. And on page one seventy, this is something I thought was profound. You said, you know, we come from a generation where this that's grinding out. Let's just have a work ethic. Now, you got to have a work ethic. That's true. But you also say now, ho, 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 let's look at the young folks here, how they use social media. And and let's learn, because we've got some uh, in our generation who say, well, I don't do that Twitter. I don't do that uh, Facebook. Uh, I do Facebook just for saying hi to my classmates. But you're saying, "Uh uh-uh, I love this. If you will mix your gut and your grind with the younger generation's gadgets, you will have greater altitude. Oh, come on, somebody. (laughs) That preached to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, let me tell you something. The, the, the young people have gadgets. They need more of our grit. Yeah. We have great grit. We need more of their gadgets. If we would learn from each other, we would both be amazing. And, and to my generation, the good news is we're living longer. Mm. So old is not as old as it used to be. That's that, right. But the bad news is that means you need a longer strategy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because most of our parents were dead by the time they got our age. We might live another 20, 30 years. That's right. So you might run out of your nest egg. And you have to have a strategy that goes beyond the norm because you're going to live longer. We're going to be the largest uh, mass of people living in the earth. Baby boomers are going to make up the biggest quadrant of section of people who live longer of any other people group. So we need exchange of products, merchandise, and here's the other thing. You might as well get used to social media and gadgets. It's not changing. It's at the airport. It's at the grocery store. It's at the gas station. It's not like if you if you stick to your guns and hold out, they're going to go back to notepads and paper. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Hello? It's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen, folks. So we might as well get on board and ride the train. In my speeches, I tell people, change is like a supersonic trade train coming your way. You got three choices and only three choices. Stand in front of it, resist it, it's going to run you over. Ignore it, it's going to pass you by. Get on board and as Jack Welch said, and those who drive change maximize their potential. Am I right about it? You're exactly right. Man, this is... You got an amen out of me. Come on, somebody. Now, you done got me fired up, Bishop Jacobs. (laughs) (laughs) We want entrepreneurs. What we both want. We have both a desire to see people maximize Maximize their potential. My my mission statement all over my office. Our goal is to max help people maximize their God-given ability to live their best and then leave a legacy. And that's what we want people to do. You've said that. I heard you say it one time. And I quote you quite often. I want to thank you, by the way. Let me publicly thank you, Joel Osteen, uh, all the preachers who've made the uh, setback as a setup for a comeback part of the vernacular. Because that was my goal when I wrote that book. I don't care who got the credit. I wanted everybody to know that was a theme that they could grab. Use it. I I just say it. And you have done it tremendous. Joel has done it. I I gave him a book, and he has promoted it and said it in his speeches. And and someone said, well, they didn't mention you. I said, you know what? That wasn't my goal. My goal was that they would say it, and then people would use it, and that they would be inspired. And and then when they Google it, they'll see me. Okay. (laughs) Here's the other thing that I think that's important. Yes. If a book or a sermon or a song is successful, 
you have to be prepared to give it away because Absolutely. it's success. Absolutely. It becomes a part of the vernacular of the yes. culture. Yes, there you, you go. Know, say it loud. I'm like it and proud. Yes. You know, whatever it is, if it becomes successful, it, it enters into the vernacular of the American society. That's how you know that you have had impact because it infiltrates and becomes a part of the language. Amen. The reason I think that what you said is a good teaching point, and I know we're about out of time, but yes. let me just say this right quick. When you hoard your talent to yourself... Hold that thought one really, second. Hold one second. We're going to come back just for a minute. Cause I got to break. take a break, but I want to hold that. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. We'll be right back. Life had enough ups and downs But Lord, since I met you All this changed in the bleak Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech. And I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. Motivated, 
back with Bishop T.D. Jakes. We got a short time because he has another event that he had to get to. And I want to make sure we get this start. And then we're going to tell you one more time where to get his materials. Go ahead, Bishop. You okay. I want to talk about this hoarding thing because so many people have a great idea, but they're so scared somebody's going to steal it that they've had it 10 years and you haven't made a dollar. You'd have done well to give 25% of it away and got it out there than to keep it to yourself and you didn't make anything with it. Hoarding your idea, this is my message, this is my church, this is my book, this is, once I write the book, it's your book. I gave it to the world. If I was going to keep it a secret, I should have kept it in the computer. That's once right. you get it out there, you give it away and it enters into the language of the people and you have to be big enough to release it. And as you release it, it will come back to you a thousand times over. And I said them because so many of our people are sitting on greatness, sitting on plays, sitting on books, sitting on buildings, sitting on property, so afraid that somebody's going to get the credit that they never get the thing out there. I would rather own 25% of everything than 100% of nothing. That is so true, and that, that was my 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 point, and I thank you, because that is exactly what I told somebody who called me. I said, I don't care. Uh, my friend Keith Harrell, when he wrote Attitude of Excellence, he said, I don't care. And look, when you get a different mindset, when you get a different th- thought pattern, you don't care about that. You care about the impact it has, and the impact will have greater... I hope that it just passes around the world, but people are inspired. They're empowered. They're uplifted, and that's what you do. Where where do they get this incredible book as well as you've got some conferences coming up and you've got uh, 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 you've got yeah. all sorts of stuff you you know you I don't know when you sleep I just don't, <laughs> I don't know when you, you know one of, one of the things you have to realize about me uh, on and just in one of my companies alone I have 300 employees I don't get here by myself and I brought other people with me I hired I feed families every day I'm not a one-man band I've got a whole lot of people who come to work every morning work all all day and feed their families because of the vision. My vision has become a tree and a lot of birds nest up under Amen. If you want to get more information, especially about the soar, you can get the book wherever books are sold. It's absolutely out there everywhere. You can download it. It's online. You Any way you prefer to ingest it, it's available to you. I also want to say this to the women who have been inspired uh, by this. And you say, Lord, I want to hear more about this. I'm going to be doing a master class for women only October 18th through the 20th. It's a Woman Are Loose Masterclass. I've never done it before. You can register WTAL.org and get more information about it October 18th through the 20th. And all of my other conferences, my pastors and leaders and all the other things, you can get uh, just by going into TDJakes.org and find out what's going on with me anytime, anywhere. I'm on social media every day. Uh, hit me up at Bishop Jakes. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. Uh, Anywhere you are, I will be there because I'm called to you. And if they start something else, I'm going to be on that, too. That's God the truth. <laughs> Man, I pre- that's exactly what you have done is you have used social media as well as technology to reach the masses. And I applaud you for it. I and congratulate. And I've used you as my model, believe it or not. I want you to know that. I have looked at you, studied you, and said, that's someone I want to be like because he is not letting... A, a, he's not letting it get in a box. He's not letting be a preacher, a, a speaker, Mm-mm. box you in. You have broken down the box and you have made it. Last, well, last thing I, I, I always last, and this was I close with. I always give uh, the the my guest an option to say if you were in front of a class of 
business students at Howard University, I say, and you, they all want to be business people. What are just a couple of things that they should know about life, about business? If I were in a business class at Howard University and they all wanted to be business people and they sought to be CEOs, I would tell them to get in the business you run and sweep the floor. Mm. Talk wow. to the janitor, talk to the person at the cash register, interact with the people who don't have the power because they may not have the power, but they have the information. They have the pulse beat to the organization. Don't allow all of your decisions to be made just by paperwork that's shuffled on your desk. The people have knowledge, too. Respect the people you hire well enough to at least listen at them. You may not do it, but listen at them because sometimes they can provide information that is not on your ledger sheet, that has nothing to do with the people who are around your corporate boardroom. Talk to the lowly. They'll make you mighty. I want to thank you, my friend. Thank you. I, I love day. you and best to your bride, and I appreciate you. And we'll stay connected, and I'll see you soon. Okay. God bless. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Bishop Dake said so much information today that has had a profound impact on our thinking, my my thinking. I hope on your thinking. There are a couple more things I'm gonna share right out the book, and I want you to make a point to go get the book. It's called Soar. S O A R. Build your vision from the ground up. It's written in an interesting way because it talks about the the process of flight and how the Wright brothers started flight. It goes into great detail about Sully Sullenberger. Many of you know him as the uh, pilot who landed a plane on the Hudson River. We did an event together uh, in San Diego a couple years ago, right after that experience. And he talked about how he was able to land that plane on the water. He did it not because he had ever done it before, but he said he had been putting deposit for many years of experience in a bank account that he had to draw on that day. Now, other thing he did that I thought was profound and I wrote in my book, Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks, is don't panic. Whatever you're doing, you're going to go through some storms as you ascend to your dreams and goals. You'll have some storms that'll come along, but don't panic. Panic is taken from the Greek word to choke. When you panic, you choke off the air to your brain, and therefore you cannot think clearly. You cannot make wise choices. You, can make, you cannot make wise decisions. So don't panic. Remain wise and calm and thoughtful so that you can make a wise decision. So the, the book goes into great detail about the marketing, how you got to have your business plan. He tells you some places where you can get a online business plan review. And, um, and then how you got to have metrics. I, that was one spoke to me. The metrics one really spoke to me because I am a idea guy. I'm always got, I'm always got some new idea. I mean, oh, well, I got places to go. People see things. I got some new idea. That's why I go give a speech. And then I run back and do my radio show. And then I, I've got to do my daily radio show uh, that precedes Steve Harvey on WHUR and now going to other markets. I didn't, and I got to go do my music. I got to produce some more music. We got more music. I got a new book coming out, uh, Attitude of Excellence, uh, the re, 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 uh, ver an upgraded version of Attitude of Excellence, how to get the best from yourself, your team, and your organization. So that's coming out. Then we got the marriage book. Y'all know the marriage book is just taking off. So we're doing marriage seminars. We're doing marriage retreats. We got marriage uh, events so we can help people to improve their marriages. And we give away a chapter of that marriage book to any and everybody who wants a chapter. One of the most profound chapters we give 
give it away. And so you can go to jollymarriage.com, jollymarriage.com and get that so that you can have that information. And, and then you can get the book. If you want to get the book, get two copies, one for you and your significant other so y'all can grow together. So we give away that. I got that going on. And then we've got my youth program, my youth motivation. We've got our nonprofit. If you didn't know, I have a nonprofit faith-based organization, jollygoodnews.org, jollygoodnews.org. And it's got uh, all sorts of resources on there that will bless you. And particularly one that I want to encourage people to go is people who you know in your realm of relationship who are struggling with cancer who are struggling with health issues. There's an interview I did years ago on XM with two individuals who had never met each other. I had one and then I had the other, and they talked about how they beat stage four cancer with non, uh, just not the, the regular ways of, of uh, uh, chemotherapy. They did the chemo or they did the, what the doctor, but they had another strategy that involved their thinking. It's profound. It's positive. It's upbeat. It's encouraging. And so many people have said that they've seen a change in their prognosis after they listen to that interview. I encourage you to go to jollygoodnews.org. Listen to that interview. Send it to Sheridan. Let folks know who are struggling with cancer that is there, that they get it absolutely free. So we got all of these things that are going on. And what I've learned in this process of entrepreneurism is that I got to have metrics. Go back to what we were just saying. And my wife, thank God for my wife. She's the detail person. She makes sure every T is crossed, every I is dotted, every tax bill is paid, every dealing with the IRS is taken care of, every filing is done. Because I'm, I'm always trying to do something else and something new. So I want to encourage you, one, I encourage you, one, to get this book, Soar. Go to, to any bookstore, get the new book by... Bishop T.D. Jakes, I encourage you to go online and get our, I encourage you to go online and get the podcast that now my new podcast, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast is blowing up. I encourage you to, to listen to that and make that a uh, routine. I encourage you to go to my website, wjspeaks.com or go to williejolly.com slash gift. We give you a free gift of the book, Think and Grow Rich. If you haven't read it, it's one of the books that changed my life. I was one of the 53 thought leaders who they chose from around the world to, to celebrate the impact of that book. Uh, go to willajolly.com slash gift. Get that free copy of Think and Grow Rich and download it on your phone or your iPad and read it. Also, some other things there will be there. Get things that will inspire you. So, podcasts. And then once you get the podcast, do me a favor and review it. We want your reviews. We want your thoughts. Jollymarriage.com, go get the free chapter. Jollygoodnews.org, share with people who are struggling as well as just to empower your faith and encourage your faith. And finally, willyjolly.com slash gift. Have a great week on purpose. I want to thank Bishop T.G. Jakes again for being with us. And I want to thank you for making this show the number one self-help show in America because without you, this show would not be where it is. And I thank you. Have a great week on purpose. God bless you. And remember, for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't get you fair? Do you see so many others moving on? Are you steady going? Yeah.
Now just look in any mirror and you'll see who is really truly stopping you. My mind. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.